Bad news for Hunter Biden, he can no longer do drugs. Good news for his lawyer, he can. <laughs> What's up? What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. What a crazy day yesterday. You know, yesterday's podcast was all about how Hunter Biden was about to plead guilty. Yesterday's podcast, I was all like, oh, today's Hunter Biden is guilty day. And we expected him to go to court and plead guilty and then go home and, you know, do a couple lines or whatever. But that's not the case. That's not at all what happened. Hunter Biden walked into court yesterday early in the morning and he walked out late at night. Well, not late at night, but in the hours after then hours after we thought he was going to be. I mean, I thought by the time my show began, Hunter Biden would already be on his way home. But he wasn't. He was in court for hours. The judge, uh, this woman who is apparently a, a Trump appointee, but she's a Democrat. I've heard I've heard both things. Noriega is her name. And she was not man. She was very unhappy. I don't know if it's because the defense tried to pull a fast one on her the night before. I don't know if it's because she thought that the prosecution, uh, they were just idiots and their and their plea deal wasn't strong enough. I don't know what her deal was, but she had a uh, she had some pretty strong opinions about what was going on in court. And she didn't want she didn't want any of the shenanigans. So she basically pulled the plug or at least she had Hunter Biden's defense attorneys pull the plug. Here's what happens, folks, when your lawyer does drugs. And we know this because Hunter Biden's lawyer, this is the guy, by the way, who uh, his sugar brother, this is the guy who he flew to Malibu and he stayed at his house the other day and and paparazzi caught the lawyer while Hunter Biden was visiting on the balcony, token on a big fat glass bomb. Just take just just ripping off bong hits one after another uh, in front of God and everybody. And um, again, in California, that's not illegal. But when you're when you're preparing for the defense of the president's son on on, you know, pretty decent charges, even though they're misdemeanors, they're tax evasion charges. Uh, when you're doing that, you probably want to have a clear head especially since you clearly had no idea what was going on with this plea agreement. Uh, Judge, uh, Judge Noriega, she asked the prosecution, does this plea agreement include any of these um, FARA, uh, uh, these FARA violations, which means what you know, Hunter Biden did not allegedly register as a foreign representative or as a foreign agent when he worked for these Chinese companies. And that's against the law. You can't do that. In fact, in fact, people are already getting indicted for it. And uh, and they said, no, they said, no, this does not uh, keep him from being indicted on future charges, including a fair violation. Well, <laughs> well, the bong squad over on the Hunter's defense table, they were like, whoa, 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 bro. What? What? What do you mean? You mean, whoa, this plea deal doesn't just give him blanket immunity from like, you know, all the stuff. And uh, <laughs> that's why that's an impression. I'm paraphrasing and no one was in the courtroom. I don't know the actual words. You know, there's no electronic or recording devices allowed in there. But that's just my, you know, when you have when your lawyers from Malibu and he's and he's stoned, uh, and, you know, and, and photographed getting stoned. That's just how I imagine they speak. But they're like, bro, that's not cool. We thought he was going to be like, you know, totes fine. Um, and then they and then the prosecution said, no, we we can 100 percent continue to charge you in the future. So then they took a 10 minute recess and they tried to figure it out and they came back and they said, all right, we will have a plea deal where Hunter is, you know, it's only crimes from a certain segment of years, including the two, including the two years for the income tax evasion and the gun charge. Well, then after that, the, the judge, this, uh, this judge Noriega, she looked at it. She goes, you know what? I still don't like any of this. I'm still not convinced. I would like a harsher sentence for Hunter Biden. And so that's what happened. 
uh, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, they, uh, he had to then plead not guilty. And when he pled not guilty, they all left. And now they have to go back to the drawing board, which means he's going to be back in court. His lawyers have to figure out what's going on. The prosecution has to figure out what's going on. Hunter Biden has to figure out what's going on. And then they all have to go back and, and make some kind of new deal. Now, the interesting thing about the, the big losers in it, first of all, Hunter Biden's the biggest loser there is in more ways than one. But the defense attorneys here, they think about what this means. The defense attorneys for Hunter Biden, the, pre, the president's son, who is linked to Joe Biden and all of these other potential criminal activities, uh, the, the, um, the president's son walks into court and his defense team is about to have him plead guilty. And they have literally no idea what is in the plea agreement. They're going to have him sign a piece of paper agreeing to plead guilty to certain different uh, crimes that he's been indicted on. And they don't really know what the scope of this agreement is. How are these guys? How are these guys still in business? How are these attorneys? This is not a good look for these attorneys. Of course, neither is standing on a balcony doing drugs in the middle of the day. But again, apparently they're not they're not that um, they're not that interested in any of that. Here's some interesting stuff that uh, here's some interesting stuff, though, that happened when the uh, judge ordered the release of Hunter Biden. She said that um, let me I'm going to read you some of the particulars of this of this release agreement because she's basically treating for the first time in his life. I think that this judge is treating Hunter Biden like the criminal he is. This this is the first time in in recorded history, at least that I've read that anybody in the legal system is looking at Hunter Biden going, dude, you're bad and you need to straighten up. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to force you to do certain things. And if you don't do them, your ass is going to jail. That's basically, that's basically what she said. The uh, release agreement, listen to this. Um, this is from Breitbart. Uh, Hunter Biden, upon release, must, quote, continue or actively seek employment. Now, this was a head, this was a head scratcher for me. Because I didn't know, I didn't know that he can, he was employed currently. Um, and if he's not, it means he's got to go get a job. And I don't know if, I don't know if painter of abstract trash qualifies as a job. I don't know if that's, I don't know. If, I don't know if painter of rubbish or, you know, uh, imposter Jackson Pollock. I don't know if that qualifies as some kind of career, but according to this document or according to the uh, release agreement, Hunter Biden has to either continue working or actively uh, pursue a job. And again, we, all I've seen him doing lately is hanging around the White House. So that's going to be that's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, he also must tell the court in writing about all international travel plans. Now, we've seen Hunter Biden jump on Air Force One and just jet off to Europe with his dad. They went to where they go, Ireland. They went uh, somewhere else together. He's been kind of all over the globe lately. Now, there's no more of that. There's no more hopping on the taxpayer funded uh, Boeing and flying around the world on the, um, you know, on the, on the company dime, it's going to be, he has to write it down all the international travel plans before he goes. And I think that's probably going to ground him at home because I don't know <laughs> that Joe Biden's going to want to be seen, even if it's with his son, uh, with a guy whose international travel plans have to be approved by the court. That's definitely, that's definitely a bad look. Uh, here's my favorite part. Testing may be used with random frequency. This is drug testing, by the way, not like math testing, although he'd probably fail both. Uh, testing may be used with random frequency and may include urine testing, the wearing of a sweat patch, a remote alcohol testing system, and or any form of prohibited substance screening or testing. The release condition says 
Uh, the defendant must not obstruct, attempt to obstruct, or tamper with the efficiency and accuracy of prohibited substance screening or testing. And basically what that means is uh, the judge could have somebody knock on Hunter's door and say, hey, pee in this cup real quick. Um, and Hunter Biden can't, he can't like have one of his friends pee in the cup. Uh, well, I mean, I imagine his friends, <laughs> I imagine his friends would also, I guess you probably don't want to use your friend's urine if you're, if you're Hunter Biden, but uh, he could, you know, they, he can't tamper with it. He can't do anything to, um, he can't do anything to change the results or else he could a go to jail. B he held, be held in contempt. C be fined a D, uh, revoke his plea agreement, uh, or E all of the above. It's bad news. And I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, also we can't have alcohol. It's not just drugs. It's alcohol. And I believe this stems not from the income tax evasion part of this, uh, whole um, uh, whole plea agreement. I believe this is from the gun charge. I believe that what happened was, you know, the judge looked at this and said, first of all, this is just, you guys have no idea what's going on. You're both clueless. You guys are, you guys are drug addicts. You guys are, are working for Joe Biden in the uh, background. So you're being too lenient. Uh, we need to really go back and revamp all of this. I think that's the first part. But the second part is that, uh, the, I believe the judge looked at the gun charge, which was going to be part of this, um, uh, the, the, what is it? The, uh, I always forget the name of it. This is why I'm not a lawyer. So I always, but it was, um, the, the gun charge was going to basically go away through a legal agreement called, ah, I forget, uh, diversion. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was going to be a diversion agreement and that was going to basically nullify the gun charge. He wouldn't even have to plead guilty to that. And I think that's where she was really uh, offended. I think that's where she really thought this was a miscarriage of justice, because if you lie on a federal gun application, and say, I'm not a drug addict when you currently and clearly are a drug addict just so you can get a gun. Bad news. You know, that's bad. we can't have drug addicts going around lying to get guns. And and that's exactly what Hunter Biden did. And this whole and the prosecution was just willing to to kind of push that one aside and not make it as big a deal as it is. When we know there are famous people like rap star Kodak Black who are currently serving time for the exact same crime, like a lot of time, three to four years, whereas Hunter Biden, eh, it just gets thrown away because, well, he's Joe Biden's son. Uh, and that's why I think it's so stringent. But the, I mean, think about this, you're Hunter Biden. And now you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I can't do drugs or drink and I have to get a job. That, that's almost worse than prison, isn't it? If you're Hunter Biden and the judge tells you, you can't do drugs, you can't drink alcohol, we may random test, randomly test you, you can't fly around for free on, on Air Force One, and oh yes, you have to now go get a job. He, I mean, I'm shocked he didn't just go, lock me up, lady, lock me up, because that's a fate, uh, that's a fate worth than any time in prison. Uh, but that didn't happen yet. It may still, he may still, uh, when he, he might be sitting there typing up his resume and they're gonna be like, work experience, uh, I was on the board of Barisma. No, probably delete that. Um, gosh, what else is there? Is oh, I used to employ several escorts. No, that's probably not something you want to put on. You know what? I just uh, let me just go get a. There's a new. There's a new In and Out Burger opening up somewhere. Maybe he could go. Uh, maybe he could go work there. But that's not. It. There's a lot of other news. Go. We'll we'll get to more of this uh, during the Marquee show later on today. It's a uh, noon Eastern 11 central is every single day. We air the Marquee show. Um, we air it on all of our Catriot radio network radio stations. We also live stream it all over the country. 
and uh, and the world, really. But a couple of other things that happened. Mitch McConnell, who is 81 years old. I didn't realize he was that old. I knew he was old. I didn't realize just how old he is. But Mitch McConnell, who's 81 years old, he is the uh, he is the uh, majority leader in the Senate. And back in March, he was at a a some kind of fundraiser or some kind of some kind of gala, whatever at the I think it was at the Watergate Hotel. And he fell. I don't know if you remember this. But Mitch McConnell fell during this gala on his face, just plop, right? Just face planted. And they they hauled him away and he had some scratches and that kind of thing. Well, uh, apparently 12 days ago, and this went unreported until yesterday. Apparently 12 days ago, he was at, uh, he was getting off of a plane. The plane had some difficulties or whatever. And so they were uh, getting people off the plane. And while he was getting off the plane, he pulled a Biden. He fell down the steps and he face planted again. And that went unreported. But yesterday, this is, oh, the dogs are, sorry. I think I'm at home. Like I said, I'm recording. Did I say this? I'm recording today from Catriot Outpost Delta Whiskey. And uh, at Catriot Output, uh, Outpost Delta Whiskey, we have dogs. <laughs> we have we have attack dogs in there. I think the trash guys are coming. So they're, they're barking at the trash guys. Uh, or maybe they just don't like Mitch McConnell. I don't know. It's one or the other. Could be both. Uh, but anyway, so yesterday, Mitch McConnell, he walks up to the podium. He's uh, talking with a bunch of other Republicans. He's talking to the media and he's at the uh, he's at the Capitol building. and He's standing there and he's he's answering questions. And then he just stops. He just freezes. Just 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 cold. Just his whole body freezes. His face freezes. He stops talking. And it's a good 30 seconds. Pardon me. Before anyone jumps in, which is kind of weird, too. And finally, uh, they jump here. Listen, I'm going to you're going to hear a lot of silence. But listen, this is Mitch McConnell um, at the Capitol building yesterday. And a string of. uh, uh... Okay, now he stops and he's looking straight forward and his mouth is really it's clinched. It's almost like he wants to talk, but he can't. I've heard some people say it looks like he's having a seizure, but he's not, you know, seizing. Some people said it looks like he's having some kind of stroke. Again, I'm not a doctor or a lawyer. I'm really not. Really not. Anyway, and he's still there. Okay, Mitch. Finally, image. Hey, anything else you want to say? Or should we should go back to your You want to say anything else? Mitch is like, what? And he just walks away. He doesn't say it. They're like, hey, do you want to say anything else to the press? And he just walks away. He walks the wrong way, so they have to turn him around and walk him back the other way. But I'm going to be honest with you. This was like, that was the most bizarre thing. I mean, that was... That was uh, that was a total that was a total and complete Joe Biden. Now, he went back to his office. I don't know. I don't know if his blood sugar was low or what happened, but he came back out and he answered some questions from the press and he made some jokes about Joe Biden calling him and, uh, you know, so so that we all. So that's the thing. He joked. He came out. He came back and said something like, I got a call from Joe Biden to see if I was all right. And I told Joe I'd been sandbagged, which is. You know, that's that's funny old guy humor for, hey, I know we're in charge of the country, um, but physically we're totally unable to do stuff like walk and talk. But uh, but yeah, so they're so they're joking about their their massive health problems that could uh, definitely be a detriment to, well, all of us. And, you know, but that's just how they roll. That's that's how these folks roll. So so Mitch McConnell's got some health problems. Joe Biden has some health problems. They're all over 80. And we're left sitting here thinking, why do we have so many old people? running this country. And what's going to happen next? Will Mitch McConnell step down? Will he step aside? I mean, he just got reelected a few years ago. He's still got a lot more time. Uh, He was elected in 2020, reelected, I'm sorry, in 2020, which means, gosh, 
It's 2023. He's still got three more years. He'll be 84 um, or 85. Gosh, before he even before he even exits. And um, and I don't know if this is an episode that is concerning to anybody, but it's a little it's a little concerning to me. It's I'm going to be honest with you. He reminded me a lot of John Fetterman there for a minute. And anytime somebody reminds you of John Fetterman, uh, it's bad news from a mental and physical standpoint. Somebody else who I just I don't know if he's he's mental in a different way is Adam Schiff. Uh, Adam Schiff from California was asked about the impeachment proceedings for Joe Biden, which look like they're going to go ahead. These these impeachment proceedings for Joe Biden. I would be shocked if at the end of the day, with all of this evidence coming up, with all of these whistleblower reports, with everything else going on, I would be a thousand percent shocked if Joe Biden didn't get impeached at this point, or at least if the impeachment proceedings didn't start, because that was the other thing that they said. Uh, Kevin McCarthy said it, Marco Rubio said it, a couple of other people said, as soon as you launch the impeachment inquiry, that gives extra power to the House of Representatives and to the Republicans to subpoena documents and call witnesses and get information they wouldn't necessarily be able to get otherwise. So it's an important tool to find out really the scope and the breadth and the depth of Joe Biden's corruption. And so just by starting the impeachment inquiry, that's a good way for them to say, hey, uh, now we can really get our hands on the meaty stuff and find out what this uh, what this whole family's been up to, even though we have a pretty good idea. Anyway, Adam Schiff was being interviewed. A reporter, uh, I think a Fox reporter, uh, jumped up, ran up to him, gave him a microphone. Listen to what he said about the Republicans and impeachment. I think the Republican desire to impeach someone, anyone, uh, no matter whether there's any evidence, uh, just shows how they have uh, descended into, into chaos. So he said, um, this is Adam Schiff, by the way, I have to tell I, like, I can't, I can't believe the irony uh, or the stupidity. Is it irony or stupidity? Or is it just gall? Yeah, it's probably all of them. Uh, he says the Republicans just want to impeach anyone on anything, regardless of whether they even have proof. Okay. Now, <laughs> now let's think back. It's not just anyone they want to impeach. They want to impeach Joe Biden. Also Merrick Garland, also Alejandro Mayorkas. It's not just for any reason. It's for dereliction of duty, corruption, criminal activity, uh, you know, uh, putting the country in imminent danger, uh, lying and weaponizing the government. I mean, there's tons of actual reasons to, there's tons of actual reasons to impeach all of these clowns. Um, and then without any evidence, there's so much evidence. There's the, the thing that they lack le least is evidence. There are new evidence coming up every day, actual evidence. And the irony of this statement is that Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats just a few years ago they impeached Donald Trump for no reason, with absolutely no evidence. They got caught lying about evidence. They got caught making up evidence. And this guy right here, who lied about a whistleblower that didn't exist, who lied about a transcript that didn't exist, who said he'd seen conclusive proof that Donald Trump colluded with Russia and that didn't exist, and went forward with a bogus, phony impeachment that resulted in not one but two impeachments of Donald Trump um, for crimes that never happened. This guy is now walking around saying the Republicans uh, are just doing this. This is just, it's chaotic. Adam, Adam Schiff, by the way, was censured earlier this year by the House of Representatives for lying, misleading the American public, and also, don't forget, for uh, weaponizing the government against, well, not just uh, Donald Trump, but the American people, all the American people who voted for him. And that's a lot of American people. 
All right, listen, thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for watching and thanks for downloading this podcast. If you have not yet uh, downloaded the podcast or if you watch this podcast on Facebook or Locals or anywhere else, go to iTunes, go to Google Play, go to Spotify and subscribe. That way you, you'll never miss an episode. They'll deliver it right to your phone and you'll continue to hear every single day what's going on in the world. Who's trying to take advantage of you? Who's trying to take advantage of the United States of America? And most importantly, what we can all do about it. Knowledge is power, folks. And I want us all to be as powerful as we can, because if we are powerful, we can take down our enemies and we can save the republic.